Bulgarian National Radio. Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Bulgaria Today, the English language podcast of the Bulgarian National Radio. We have our selection for you of the main news stories, music from this beautiful country in the studio of the Bulgarian National Radio in a slightly cooler Sofia today. It is me, Rosita Petkova. On the program this Thursday, we start with a summary of the leading news stories from Bulgaria and the weather forecast for tomorrow first. Next, we delve into Bulgarian history, as we will take you to Perperikond, the big archaeological complex in the eastern Rhodopis. What's the latest archaeological discovery there from archaeologist Professor Nikolai Ovcharov, we will learn. And in today's portion of Bulgarian music, we revisit the work of composer Angel Zabersky in memoriam. Stay with us to learn and hear more. Bulgaria Today Starting fast with the main news headlines this Thursday, Bulgaria's prosecutor's office investigates the construction of the Turk Stream gas pipeline for breaches. The wildfires in Bulgaria's Rodopi mountain are now under control. No water pollution has been found on the southern Bulgarian Black Sea coast and Peter Mitsin's world swimming record has been officially recognized. Details coming up. Now the news in full. The Sofia City Prosecutor's Office is launching on its own initiative an investigation into breaches in the construction of the Turk Stream gas pipeline. They are connected with the choice of contractor and the accelerated construction of the pipeline across Bulgarian territory. Illicit negotiations between subcontractors and the principal, circumvention of the Public Procurement Act and discussion of illegal schemes, such as hiring an applicant for contractor as subcontractor for part of the project. The Bulgarian section of Turkstream, which bypasses Ukraine, was negotiated and implemented under the government of GERB party with Prime Minister Boyko Borisov. In April 2019, the contracting entity Bulgar Transgas ranked the consortium Arkat, which offered the lowest price, fast in the tender procedure. Instead of concluding a contract with the consortium, the state-owned company decided to remove it and chose the second bidder instead, the consortium Gas Development and Extension in Bulgaria. Most of the points of outbreak of the wildfire near Bulgaria's town of Cepelare in the Rodopi mountain, which spread to 150 hectares of pine forest, are now under control. The fire is no longer spreading and there are two active outbreak points, with most points having been established. The firefighting teams are now spreading out in the woodland areas. Around 150 people from Asenovgrad, Plovdiv and Sofia joined the efforts to extinguish the flames today. Firefighters, forestry workers and volunteers included. A military helicopter is heading for the region of Studenets, which is difficult to access. 
Seawater samples taken from 30 sites along Bulgaria's southern Black Sea coast found no dangerous levels of pollution. The water purity tests were made following information that pollution of the seawater was up to 41 times above the norm. No water contamination was found during the latest joint water purity tests made by the Regional Health Inspectorate in Burgas and representatives of the association Active Consumers. No exceedance of the limits for good water quality was found on the two problematic beaches. The northern beach of the town of Tsagefo, known as the Popsky Beach, and the beach of the village of Lozenitz. More than 100 experts from 18 countries are participating in the Zinc and Lead Expert Committee meeting 2023 held in Bulgaria's second biggest city, Plovdiv. The event is organized by the German Society of Metallurgists and Miners and Bulgaria's lead zinc producer, KCM 2000. The Green Deal is inconceivable without non-ferrous metals because they are vital for energy storage, especially nickel and zinc. Sabina Grund, Associate Director, Sustainable Development International Zinc Association, told journalists. She pointed out that demand for zinc is increasing for this reason. It is used to store the intermittent flow of energy. On the last day of August and the night before September the 1st, the biggest and brightest full moon of the year, the so-called super blue moon, will brighten the night sky. The moon will actually appear to have an orange hue and the phenomenon itself has nothing to do with the color of the moon. A blue moon is classified as the second full moon of a single calendar month. The Bulgarian Swimming Federation has received an official certificate from World Aquatics for the world record in the 400 meters U23 freestyle, set by Bulgaria's Peter Mitsin. Peter Mitsin set the 3 hours 44 minutes 31 seconds record on the 9th of July this year at the 2023 European Junior Swimming Championships in Belgrade, Serbia. In August, Mitsin also grabbed the gold at the European Under-23 Swimming Championships in Dublin, Ireland in the same event. Tomorrow, September the 1st, Peter Mitsin is leaving for the World Aquatics Junior Swimming Championships, where he will take part in the 200m, 400m and 800m freestyle race, as well as in the 200m butterfly. And Ilian Radulov and Iva Ivanova have qualified for the quarter-finals of the J300 Repentigny Tournament 2023 held in Montreal, Canada. The number one seed, Ilian Radulov, defeated 7-6-61 Oliver Bonding of Great Britain. His next opponent is Nikolai butkov Kayer of Norway. In the girls' event, sixth seed Eva Ivanova defeated 62-62 Monica Estgrand of the United States. In the quarterfinals, Eva Ivanova will play against top seed Migiksu from Great Britain. The current tournament is the last test for the Bulgarian tennis players before the 2023 US Open Junior Championships, which starts on September the 3rd. Bulgaria will be represented by Ilian Radulov, Eva Ivanova, Rusica Demcheva and Elizara Yaneva. 
What's the weather forecast for the first day of September? Tomorrow, the weather will be predominantly sunny with cumulus clouds around midday and in the afternoon. In isolated areas in the mountains and in the eastern regions of the country, there will be brief showers with thunder. There will be a light to moderate wind from the northwest. The maximum temperatures tomorrow will range between 27 to 32 degrees Celsius, for the capital Sofia around 28. Along the Bulgarian Black Sea coast, tomorrow the weather will be predominantly sunny with more significant clouds in the morning over the southern portion and in the evening of the northern portion of the coastline. And there will be brief showers and thunder in some parts. Also a light to moderate wind from the northwest in the afternoon from the southeast. The maximum temperatures on Bulgaria's coastline will be from 28 to 31 degrees Celsius, the temperature of the seawater 26 to 28 degrees. And in the mountains, the weather will be predominantly sunny too, with cumulus clouds in the afternoon and brief showers with thunder in some parts. There will be a moderate northwesterly wind. The maximum temperatures in the mountains at an altitude of 1,200 meters will be 22 degrees Celsius, at 2,000 meters around 14 degrees. Bulgaria today. This was the news on Bulgaria Today. The main news headlines this Thursday once again. Bulgaria's prosecutor's office investigates the construction of the Turk Stream gas pipeline for breaches. The wildfire in Bulgaria's Rodopi mountain is now under control. No water pollution has been found in on the southern Black Sea coast. And Bulgaria's Peter Mitsin's world swimming record has been officially recognized. Stay with Bulgaria Today. Our podcast continues with stories and music. You're listening to Radio Bulgaria in English. Bulgaria Today, Radio Bulgaria's English language podcast continues this Thursday with history. We will take you to a short trip to Bulgaria's eastern Rodopi mountain, where one of the most valuable archaeological gems of the country is found, the ancient city of Perperikon. We will learn more about the latest discovery made there, the so-called Nymphaeum, from historian and archaeologist Professor Nikolai Ovcharov. He gave an interview for BNR's Christo Botev channel. Stay with us to learn more about this distant page of the history of Bulgarian lands. History Bulgaria is studied with archaeological sites and Perpekikon, the big archaeological complex in the eastern Rodopi mountain, has never ceased surprising researchers. The latest news from Perpekikon is connected with the details now being revealed from the ancient water temple or Nymphaeum discovered there. This historic discovery has opened up new avenues for comprehending the ancient history of this region of Bulgaria, says historian and archaeologist Professor Nikolai Ovcharov in an interview with Maria Mira Christova from BNR's culture channel Christobotev. 
The studies conducted by the archaeologist and his team support the theory that in Perpericon's southern quarter, there was a water temple or nymphaeum dating to the 2nd, 3rd century. This was a temple dedicated to the nymphs, the mythological divinities of water believed to inhabit water springs and basins. The water temple was one of the first things travelers laid their eyes on when they arrived at Perpericon during the Roman period between the 2nd and the 5th century, Professor Ofcharov tells us. At that time, the southern quarter, which we have been studying for seven years, was entered through an anticline where there was a fork in the road linking Perpericon with Via Egnatia, the famed Constantinople-Rome road running along the shore of the Aegean coast. After making a thorough study of the Acropolis, that is the fortified part of Perpericon, we spent the past few years exploring the fascinating southern neighbourhood, which surprised us in many ways, says Professor Charov. The study of the region showed that the residential areas of the rock city were not full of living quarters for the poor. It was quite the opposite. It turned out that the southern quarter, especially during the Roman period between the 2nd and the 5th century, was literally covered in places of worship. The water temple was in fact a huge reservoir where water for the household needs of the neighborhood was collected. On the other hand, the facade consisted of columns, statues and cornices, Professor Ovcharov explains. There was a water fountain inside for travelers to drink from. Upon entering, they faced temples to different gods and the mausoleums of Perpericon's wealthiest citizens, that is, the southern quarter actually turned out to be a huge surprise, because in Roman times, this vast terrace was used entirely for the construction of cult buildings, Professor Nikolai Ovcharov tells us. Water temples are relatively few and far between in our lands, the tradition of building them having originated in ancient Greece, the archaeologist goes on to say. In the times of Homer, so to say, the water deities, the nymphs, were worshipped in natural surroundings. However, later buildings were built, and in the Roman period they became huge. A classic example of the seven-story nymphaeum in Rome, which was destroyed by the popes in the 16th century. In the Roman period they combined different functions, worship of the nymphs with people's household needs, and had drinking water reservoirs, which were essential for a mountain town, Professor Ovcharov explains further. The discoveries at Perpericon came about as a result of 25 years of planned work. Professor Nikolaev Cherov's team have been unearthing the city literally metre by metre. We have finished with the Acropolis and have made a lot of progress in the southern quarter, he says, and goes on to explain that it is slow work because in the past two years the Bulgarian government abdicated 
and stopped financing Perpekikon and five other priority archaeological sites in the country. Now, the municipality of Kurgili is backing the archaeologists and in the two to four years' time, the entire rock city is expected to have been unearthed with its Acropolis and Southern Quarter, which are Perperikon's principal elements. We are working really hard right now on Perpegikon. It's not only connected to archaeological work. Alongside the dig itself, we are working on two European projects. The visitor's center is almost ready, a marble and granite palace at the foot of Perpegikon. And for some weeks, we have been working on an 8 million level project involving the restoration of 13 buildings from the Acropolis, the medieval church at the foot of the city, the water reservoir of the Nymphem, and what will perhaps be the pearl in the crown of Perpegikon, the grand early Christian basilica in the southern quarter. It is almost 40 meters long and is the biggest church discovered in the Rhodopis to date. It is now being restored and will have its original columns, its capitals and a height of up to three meters, an impressive monument indeed, says Professor Nikolai Ovcharov. The key to Perpegikon was gifted to Pope Francis, the professor says further, and actually it is a replica of the silver key found in the ancient city used to lock the episcopal casket. The key was the gift the Bulgarian delegation, headed by the Grand Muftai of Bulgaria, gave the Pope during an audience at the Vatican a few days ago. Song of the Day Finally, time to listen to some Bulgarian music on our show, and today it will be a tribute in memory of composer Angel Zaversky. On August the 31st, we take a couple of minutes to remember the work of Angel Zabersky, who was born exactly on the same date, back in 1931, in the town of Malko Ternovo. His music is distinguished by a pronounced melodiousness, which is due to his love for opera. He graduated from the vocal faculty at the Bulgarian State Conservatory of Music in Sofia with a major in opera singing in the class of Professor Christo Brumbarov. His songs have been winning awards since the mid-1960s at home at the Golden Orpheus and abroad in Czechoslovakia, Spain and France. For several decades, Bulgaria's most beloved singers have been performing his songs. And in today's Song of the Day on Radio Bulgaria, we go back to the remote 1966 with Angel Zabersky's composition Adagio based on lyrics by Jordan Milev, performed by Bulgaria's prominent singer Lili Ivanova, a song awarded with the Golden Key Award in Bratislava. Angel Zabersky's composition Adagio in memoriam, and that was the end of Radio Bulgaria's podcast on the last day of this August, dear friends. Don't forget that you can follow the latest developments in Bulgaria on our website, where you will also find other feature stories, interviews and analysis. Another reminder, this podcast is available for listening also on Spotify. You need to type Bulgaria Today podcast there to find it. Only the song of the day is not available for listening on Spotify, only via our website. 
It was me, Rusica Petkova, with you today. It was a pleasure for me to be joining you from our studio in the heart of Sofia this Thursday. Thank you for being with us. I wish you a wonderful day. Bulgarian National Radio.